Good morning, Gallahorn. Today's show, we're going to talk to Drew's magnificent big boy. We're going to go over all the positions that he thinks the Vikings may actually want or have a shot at. But the biggest question of the day comes from Ted. Do, do we have to wear pants? I'm not wearing pants. And right as now. long as you're recorded, you know, shoulders up, I'm fine with. I don't give a shit. Let's begin with the hype. Today, our featured partner on this episode will be Mr. Drew Bunting, who has spent months locked in his man cave, scouring film, hours and hours worth of analyzing potential picks and players for your Minnesota Vikings. Let's get this started. Drew, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. There's a lot of Netflix mixed into that draft research, so let me be the first one to tell you. It's, uh, I am excited. I'm excited to be doing this live draft show with you guys in a few days. And I'm excited oh, about we... the draft, and I'm just excited. But we everybody's have... safe and healthy, right? That's, that's the main thing. Yes. We haven't even talked about the live draft show. As oh, many people know... GMG will be live, and I mean live, on Thursday night Gentlemen. for the draft. Do we have to wear pants? I'm not wearing pants and As right long now. as you're recorded, you know, <laughs> shoulders up, I'm fine with. I don't give a sh- Okay. So, and also on that live show, we have the Grand Poobah himself, Mr. Christopher Gates, joining the team to watch and narrate the draft with us. First question Ted Glover asks, not football related, do I have to wear pants? That just shows you my draft acumen and how smart I am about these players coming out of college. That shows you why this is my favorite show. I love this show. That's right. It's fantastic, and our live draft episode is usually our best viewed, well over a thousand, and from what I gather, the people love it, and it should be fun. Plenty of alcohol to keep us lube. Drew will be drinking his Diet Cokes or whatever the heck he drinks. And, exciting that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the rest of it's us right. will be having fun. So... Let's get this going. Ted, how are you doing tonight? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be against the law. Uh, before I say let's light this candle, doing well. Um, I, I think we're closer to the end of this thing. I hope everybody's staying safe than we are at the beginning. Uh, hopefully soon we will, uh, we will all be shaking hands and hugging. Don't hug me. I'm an introvert. And I don't like being touched. But, you know, <laughs> if you're into that thing, that's you. Cool. Um, but, yeah, and I, I'm really honestly – 
guys, we were talking before we started rolling. I am looking forward to a, a, an actual sporting event being on TV that isn't a game from, you know, and I've liked watching some of these old games. I mean, I've watched a lot of great old Ohio State games and a few Vikings games and what have you, but, man, I miss sports. I, I'm just going to be so happy to have a live real sport thing sport related thing it's not a game but it i'll take it you know you're not you mean you're not following along the horse tournament on espn no no i'm not i'm not they're reaching <laughs> yeah that's that's probably why i'm most excited is we get to do something that's not simulated or it's really going to be happening as far as and, i know yes and, it will be and live I, and, we, and we'll be doing real sports when it comes to the draft and, and we get to do this live show which uh is going to have the video and audio quality of what you will see on ESPN. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I love I, I love doing last year's show. I, I, I can't wait to have Chris join us on, on Thursday in a couple days or a few days. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Study up in your draft. We're having a game. <clears throat> We're going to have a first-round game during the draft. So That's right. It, be is ready. It, is it Vikings-related or – Vikings. Oh, no, no, it's NFL related. We're doing the whole first. Remember last year we did the first round? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to guess who get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like a trivia thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, mixed in? We're going to have some of my rock stories, some of uh, Don Glover's stories, (laughs) some of old Smitty stories, and Stoma Stefano's stories, and whatever Gates wants to throw in. We're going to have ourselves a good old time. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on Leon Sandcastle for like nine straight selections. Like we all, we all had one guy last year. <laughs> yeah. We went like seven or eight guys in a row. You, Greedy me, Williams, all three of us, Chris. Oh, geez. Yeah, Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams. We were picking him every time. He didn't go to like sixty. <laughs> Anyways, Drew. <clears throat> yeah. When I was saying that you spent months in your man cave researching, you have, you have right. constructed. The 15 best, in your opinion, players in each position, less right. the special teams, because who cares about the special teams? You shouldn't draft them anyways. They should right. become as undrafted free agents. 13 positions, 15 players per board, 195 players listed. Let's start. Who have you got at the top of your quarterback board? Not that the Vikings would be drafting a quarterback but it's always the premier position. Well, there's no real sense in talking about Burrow, Tua, or Herbert, right? I mean, they're pretty much gone. Is we all in agreement with that? Uh, <clears throat> I, I still think the Vikings could take a shot, maybe if he lasts till the second round at Jalen Hurts. I really like James Morgan. I'm a real big – I've been a big James Morgan fan ever since mid-February. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, some people differ in that opinion, but that's why we do all these boards. I don't know if we're going to be even – remotely interested in the quarterback ted what do you think uh if if they had not extended kirk cousins i would think they'd be looking at quarterback fairly early but i agree no with the cousins extension now they might they might get a guy later in the round like later but but no i i would be very shocked if they got to get very early because they also have so many other needs they need to they, they need to look at as well so no i'm i will be shocked if they get a quarterback early however the Vikings, you know, have their visits and their Shrine Bowl and East-West and Combine, all that stuff. And we track who gets reported visiting with the Vikings. Drew, your guy, Morgan, is the top quarterback. They've only visited with two quarterbacks. He's the only one that 
falls in the draft. So, so who knows? So I'm supposed to feel good because I'm in agreement with Rick Spielman <laughs> on my quarterback? <laughs> no, I, I saw that chart you made. I'm glad to see that his name's on there. There's some decent quarterbacks, but I don't think we're going to be taking one early. There's too many guys to get. Well, and I don't think we will either. You can't give uh, any sort of competition to Kirk Cousins. I only have one quarterback question for you guys. If somebody like somebody really good, like like well, considering good on the boards, if Jordan Love fell to twenty two, would you even possibly think about it, or is it just off the board? For me, I I'm not a Jordan Love fan. I I thought he he played oh just okay football in a in a very mediocre college conference, and I don't think for all his athleticism, he is going to be a very good NFL quarterback. He so should. even if he was there, I would I, I would not take him at all. I no. like his talent and his playground ability. He has good playground ability, playmaking out of the pocket, but he's got a lot of flaws he has to straighten out. I don't think he's going to even play this year. But if anybody's got a high potential side, it's probably him. But I don't even think we take a quarterback at all. No, the only way I'd jump on a quarterback is if Tua fell, and he's not going to. So, or no. Joe Burrow, but that ain't going to happen Or Joe either. Burrow, that isn't going to happen either. Right, yeah. All right. What's your next category there, Drew? Running backs. I uh, I really, I, again, there's going to be, if you wanted to take the top running back, there's a good chance one won't even be taken by the early 20s. I don't. I only have one possible bat going, and that's late in the first round. That's DeAndre Swift. But if the Vikings wanted to take, they could have their pick of their litter. Now with the situation with Cook, why, again, we have holes to fill. Why spend a pick on, if as for a guy that you don't, necessarily need as a starter that wouldn't make much sense but uh i only have one bat going in the whole first round that's swift i have four in my top 50 including number 48 mr jk dobbins but i have four in the top 50 but i like a couple guys later i like aj Dillon from boston college and i like jj taylor from arizona because those are two guys you don't have to spend a high pick on that are quality backs so if you want to how in mind. What, what what round do you have those guys going in fourth fifth Ish. I have Dylan, Dylan going in fifth to sixth, and I have Taylor going in the seventh. Okay. Um, I was pretty surprised at the running. I expected the running back class when I was done to, uh, to just say I wasn't going to be that impressed with it. I like the later round talent. Eno Benjamin, uh, James Robinson from Illinois State, small school guy, but he's really good. Um, Zach Moss from Utah, which I got a couple calls on yesterday, or, I mean, emails about, asking about him. So, <clears throat> it's, uh, again, we have Cook. We have Madison from last year. How much of a priority is running back? With 12 picks, you probably think a guy's going to be picked later than sooner, right? I would agree, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to running backs, without a doubt. And you do have a Taylor and a Swift in there. So if she shows up there in a draft, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I'd probably take her at 22. Oh, would you? <laughs> uh, Want to move on to the wide receivers? That this, the Vikings this is care about. Exciting. It's the deepest position in the draft for me. And you know what, guys? When I look at my list, I'm not even worried about taking a guy at 22 or 25. Now, if there's a run on wide receivers early and this list evaporates in no time, I will be worried. But there's guys like Van Jefferson, who's tremendous wide receiver for Florida. The guy's a great route runner. He's speedy. He, he knows how to get open. He knows how to get off press coverage. There's Van Jefferson, there's Mike Pittman at USC, there's K.J. Hamler at Penn State, who I love, and Ted, we know about him from the, the Big Hamler's, Ten. Uh, he's, he's small, but that guy is a very good football player. 
he has a knack for getting to the end zone. I like guys like that who know how to get, make the big play. And then there's Claypool, Brandon Ayuk of Arizona State is shooting up. Then there's Rieger. Then there's Denzel Mims. Mims. Let's not forget about him. Now, Denzel Mims has some problems running routes. He's more of an acrobatic, you know, make the big play, the John Jefferson from the Chargers kind of one-handed plays. He does a lot of that. He's got some flaws, but he's super fast. And I think if we're going to match up somebody with Thielen – we have to have somebody that's got some speed because mm-hmm. if you have a guy that can take the top off, that means he drags the safety over and that gives Thielen more of a chance to get open. I think having two guys that aren't considered speed burners, you're kind of hurting yourself, which kind of puts Justin Jefferson, who I really love from LSU. He's not that much of a burner, so I think he might be kind of eliminated. But there's Mims, there's T. Higgins, there's Ruggs. There's a ton of guys in the in, these wide receivers I just listed all the way down to 15 are probably have first round talent. Wow. wow. So do you really need to spend one at 22 and 25 if you got 15 or 20 that are? Yeah, and not all of them will obviously go in the first round. You'll be lucky if six, maybe seven tops go. I have five going in the first round right now. Yeah, I got that's more Steve realistic. Jeff, Jerry, Judy, Jerry Judy, LaVisca Chenault, Justin Jefferson, and Henry Ruggs. And the rest are like could go anywhere between second and 58. But there's so many good guys on that list. I mean, what if Chase Claypool's there? You're getting a, you're getting a damn good wide receiver at 58. So I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts about about using a wide receiver pick at 22 or 25? Do you feel that one of those two picks are going to be a wideout? Uh, oh, go ahead, Dave. Uh, I was. We have four positions that most likely will be in those top two. Cornerback, obviously, because. We were relying on Hughes and Hill to come back and start. So we're going to need a corner. Uh, defensive ends also an issue, especially with Griffin not re-signed. Uh, wide receiver, obviously, because we lost Dixie. And offensive tackle. I don't see us picking any other position out of those four. In the first two rounds, I suspect that's basically the way we go. Now, which one gets picked at 22 and 25? I, that's going to depend on who's available on the board. I would I would not want to get a wide receiver at 22 or 25. Um, okay. okay. And, and it's not because those aren't good guys. I think there's going to be talent in the second round. But I, I just think, and I, I think I've said this before on the show, maybe our last show or whatever. I think if you pick a wide receiver at 22 or 25, you're pretty much saying you're going to replace Stephon Diggs. And, and look, we know we have to replace the Vikings have to replace Stephon Diggs. And I, I'm not comparing Diggs to Randy Moss, but I go back to that 2005 draft where coming off, they, they traded Randy Moss and they, they drafted Troy Williamson in the top 10, I think fifth or sixth, whatever it was overall. And he was just a complete bust. And he, even if he had been a Jake Reed type guy, you know, multiple thousand year seasons, he still would have never been Randy Moss. Um, I, I just, I just think, and it's, and, and I hate to say that because I think wide receiver is as big a priority as anything the Vikings have other than maybe corner. Um, but with, but when you look at the talent between wide receiver and corner, and you'll get into that in a little bit, Drew, that I, I think there's, there's deeper talent at wide receiver. And if, if you wait until the second round to get a cornerback, there's a very good chance that there's a run you're going to be forced to trade up to get a guy that maybe isn't as good if, if you'd have gotten one in the first round 
Um, whereas if you can, you can probably wait and get a good wide receiver in the second round without having to make a move if there's a run. Using the basic draft strategy, the bigger draft pool, the bigger draft class gets the weight. You yes. wait on the, yes. You wait on the yes. 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 Right. yes. That makes makes perfect sense to me. Which means we won't do it. We're taking but, that blocking tight end. Draft <laughs> <laughs> is so weird. I mean, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, Judy and C.D. Lamb are kind of are they? They're probably considered the one two guys in the in the wide receiver group, right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen either of them last to over seventeen. I, and but I mean they're they're the consent they're yeah. Oh, yeah. The cons- one and two guys right yes I mean if they go back to back and then somebody picks like maybe a Lavisca Chenault or a Denzel Mims or or somebody and and there gets because it happens every year there's there's a run on a position in the first round every year that we that we really don't see coming and and if that happens that might be that might force the Vikings hand. And and fortunately, they have two picks that they can they can play with, and and if that happens, they can they can do. Um, but no, right, right now, if if it kind of plays out like a lot of people are predicting, and it never plays out like people predict, well, I, I don't think they need to get a wide receiver in the first. But you're right about you having the runs. But the only advantage of having <laughs> <laughs> the runs, freezing, freezing. <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper. We need toilet paper. Um, There's a good advantage to having the runs. I want to hear it right now. <laughs> if you have a run on wide receiver, that means corners are dropping or offensive tackles are dropping because they're not being selected where people thought they would be. So that makes them more available or higher quality ones, higher rated ones to the Vikings. So there's a similar lining to each cloud. The overall thought process with me, besides the runs, is you get uh, this in this particular draft. You could take the top 40 picks and it was like the first round. The GMs that are going to win in this draft are the guys that grab somebody and then still get who they want in the second round. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. you, know, you know, I heard somebody somebody uh, talked to me yesterday about Jalen Johnson. Great DB, great corner, good press guy, good zone guy, really solid tackles well. And if the Vikings think he's going to be there at 58, why would you take him at 25? That's what I'm saying. The key right. to this draft is not to overreach. So if the Vikings don't take – if they really have their eye set on Johnson, they get two other guys at 22 and 25, and then Johnson at 58, that's how you win. Yeah. That's, that's how you start winning a draft. But the fact that there's so much talent at the top end of this draft, it's crazy. It's going to be crazy because guys are going to think, oh, he'll be there, and then he's gone. To put, a, put, to put a wrap on my wide receivers, my last guy on my list is Tyler Johnson from Minnesota, who's a damn good receiver. That's how stacked the class is. Wide I, receiver's big. I, I've seen him. Um, he's not like, overpowering, but no, he's good. I, 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 I can't believe he's rated as low as he is overall. I, I think the guy's going to go in the, in the second or third round, late second, mid-third round. But he would, Ted, if it was last year or the year previous. But the, look at the, so much, so many talented wide receivers coming out this year that that it pushes him down. Yeah, I, like in the mocks I've done, he's been around in in the fourth round every single one of my mock drafts. I think I've taken him every single mock. So whatever. Okay, next category, Drew. Tight ends, and we could probably spend ten seconds on that. It's not a very good tight end class, in my opinion. Uh, my top guy, Troutman and, and Cole Kmet. Uh, Troutman's a really small school guy. He was absolutely incredible at the combine. One of the best combine efforts I've ever seen. When they were doing the drills on the blocking sled, 
Nobody wanted to do it after he did. He pushed the blocking sled like 30 yards down the field and broke it. So, <laughs> but he's got the hands. I'm telling you, the guy's going to be grunk. He's from Dayton College. His name's Adam Troutman. Keep an eye on him. He's my favorite tight end in the class. Everybody else has him ranked a little bit lower than I do, but this guy's going to be the shit. But I don't know. Will we take in a tight end this year? I would hope not. We've had Maybe zero. Spot. We've had zero reported visits with tight ends. It's the only position they have not visited with, other than the specialists. I do have Thad Moss on there, number six on my list, uh, on my tight end list, not my overall list. But uh, I got him going between the third and fourth round. I don't know if you want to spend. We got a lot of holes to fill. I don't see with the with the draft of Irv Smith in the second round last year, and, and Rudy still being there. Why would we need a? Seems no. kind of pointless. Let's go with tackles. Tackles. Gone. Jedrick Wills. Gone. Tristan Wurst. Gone. Mikhail Becton. I have those three guys gone before 22. If you wanted to take one at 22 or 25, my best choices would be Andrew Thomas, the big guy out of Georgia. Great, great tackle. He can play guard also. And then there's Josh Jones, who I've been hearing a lot of buzz about from the University of Houston. And then, of course, Austin Jackson. Isaiah Wilson, then the tier starts breaking off. So top tier, you got Wills, Worth, Becton. Second tier, Thomas, Jones, Austin Jackson. They're probably in the second tier guys. But there's also a lot of depth at tackle. That's my second deepest class besides wide receivers, tackle. So I think Which we is get... very unusual. That happens maybe once a decade that they have yeah, this the, much depth. Usually, usually you got, you know, tackle's weird, though. If you go back and look at past drafts, look at the top. Four guys taken, usually one or two wash out. It's usually the mid-round guys who are, it's kind of, it's a weird position altogether, but I don't know. I don't think we're taking a tackle at 22 or 25, but I sure as hell would like to see your guys get, I'm curious to see what you guys think about taking tackle, where we're going to take a tackle, because I think we are. Uh, you know, I, I think they might. I, I, I don't, they're not going to cut Riley Reef. I, I don't believe. I, I do think they need an answer to Reef, and I know they've talked about, you know, that, that report hit about maybe kicking him inside the left guard, where they really need to address left guard and right guard now that they released Josh Klein as well. There's also some reports about drafting the tackle and putting the new guy in at left guard and have him <sighs> sit there a season and then I, kick out to left once they get rid of Reef. I, 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 am, I am so done with this draft a guy or, or take a guy and put him in a different position he's never played before, hasn't played since he was in college or whatever. I I don't know. I, I mean, I would if a guy like Willis or, or Wills or Werfs or, or Becton fell, you'd be dumb not to take him. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I've heard a lot of uh, – there's just as many guys that like Austin Jackson, don't like Austin Jackson. One, one guy I'm hearing is getting a lot of buzz is Ezra Cleveland, the dude out of uh, – out of Boise State, and, yes, and he he's been he's been kind of mentioned to the Vikings more than once. So if if they if they look for a tackle, I mean, if they go like cornerback, wide receiver in the first round, do they go tackle in the second round? I, I they they need to address the offensive line early, whether it's tackle or an interior lineman. I, I mean, you can I, I think it it's probably smarter to take a tackle early because those are a lot more valuable positions, and you need to find Riley Reese's eventual replacement. So I I don't know. I, there are a lot of moving parts with this. I, I think this all, and it happens every year, I just think, guys, it just depends on how the board falls, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of interior line, 
What are you showing for guards? Because if By they the wait way, to the second round for tackles, that's when we're starting to get into that top guards, are we not? I do have Ezra Cleveland as my number 10 on my list going in the third round. That guy is a fantastic football player. He He's really good. Yeah. I would be happy if the Vikings took him. But uh, that, uh, yeah, if one of the top guys fell, you'd probably want to think about it. But I, I'm not a big Austin Jackson guy. I think he's a little soft. Sorry, dude, I don't mean anything by it. But um, it's going to probably be one of those addressed later later get addressed in the draft. I don't know, but I'm glad you brought up Cleveland though. Cause he's a really good football player. Well, and I mean, it works, worked out so well for the Vikings the last time they took a left tackle in the first round out of USC. <laughs> <laughs> At least the first year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know I, what? I think we have two third round picks also. So that might be yeah. a spot where as for Cleveland, uh, uh, you know, he might be one of those spots. Yeah. True. Inside interior line is pretty, pretty weak guys. It's pretty Slim Shady, Slim Pickens. All right, go through your guys, and I got a, I got a question for you about two centers. Co- combine right. your guards and centers, and I got a question about two of them. Well, I got I, I I divvy up my list. I know a lot of people just do interior offensive linemen. I know a lot of guys like a couple of the draft researchers because it's easier to make a list if you combine both. And a lot of these guys today, a lot of them do play center and guard. So why not combine? I understand why they make I make my list separate, so I can have basically thirty guys to look at. Um, my top three guards are Nitae Muti from Fresno State, Shane Lemieux, and Jonah Jackson from Ohio State. <laughs> yeah! Uh, and then uh, and then there's uh, Kindley, the big kid from Georgia, who I probably have too low at four. He should probably be two. He's really good. I probably should have made him number two. And then there's Stenberg. And then over at the center board, we got uh, Ruiz from Michigan. And then Badass from Wisconsin, and then Nick Harris from Washington, and then Cushenberry from LSU. I really like Cushenberry because I think he's going to be – I think he actually ended up might be a, a full-time guard. I don't think – I have him on my center board because he played some center at LSU, but he moves a lot better. He's a – Lloyd Cushenberry is one of the best run-blocking centers. I have center guards in this draft. He's great. He's a great run-blocker. Let, let me- the, the I don't know. I don't I have, know what list you wanted me to read. I don't know. I have thirty here. You don't want me to read through thirty. I know no. that. No, the, this is good. Uh, the, the question I have is with, and you're you're a Michigan guy with Caesar Ruiz and Tyler Beatas out, out of Wisconsin, the two centers out of Wisconsin. That's my one and two. Um, are are those guys? Do you see them being drafted as centers, or do you see them being drafted and then moving to guard? I think both of them will be centers. Uh, badass which I call him, he is, you know, he really hurt himself from two years ago. He was the best offensive lineman in the country, and then he took a step back. So he was right up there with the top. You know, he still is, but I think I think he's going to end up being a center. Caesar's going to be a center. Nick Harris is the guy I think that might – he's a pure center, but I think he, he can play anything. He's very athletic, the, the guy from uh, Washington. But I see both of those two you just mentioned as being centers, but – the Wisconsin guy can play anywhere on the line. He can play tackle, okay. guard, and center. And I think the Vikings like that with offensive linemen. I think they mm-hmm. like to draft guys that can that have multiple positions. Yeah, I do too. That's what it seems like. I would be happy to get that guy in there. Is there any other offensive target that you highlighted for the Vikings, Drew, that you think you will be taken? Positionally? Yeah. Uh, just the positions you had mentioned. Okay. 
I think the best guard in this whole draft is going to be uh, – no, no, his name's escaping me, and he's a Michigan guy. The left tackle – his dad played in the NFL. Oh, uh, Runyon. John Runyon. John Runyon. I think John Runyon's going to be a guard in the NFL, and my friend Nubs, who does a lot of draft research, probably three times as much as me, said he's going to be the best guard. When he switches to guard, he's going to be a pro bowler in two years. Wow. Really? So, yeah, and I didn't have him on my list because, one, I didn't want to seem like a homer. And plus, there's, you know, there's some pretty good cats on this list. No, Dave, I don't see any other. I, the four positions you mentioned are probably the ones we're going to be targeting in the first round. Okay. Well, then let's flip to the defensive side. And speaking of pro bowler in two years, I heard a national guy, and I'm trying to remember who it was, say that Antoine Winfield Jr., people will underrate him, say he's too small, but he will end up being that Pro Bowl safety in two years. Let's start with safeties on the defensive side. Who do you got? Because it seems that by the Vikings' interest list, they are hot and heavy looking for a safety, which indicates we may get a Harris trade. I like McKinney from Bama, Grant Delpit from LSU. I like Winfield. Because I think Winfield has the best instincts of anybody, any safety in this draft. You look at his tape. He had a game against Fresno State, and it was 38 to 35 or 38 to 34, and they had one play left. Fresno did, like 30 yards out. They threw the ball. Wide receiver was wide open in the end zone. Right as he's going to catch it, in shoots Winfield out of nowhere and picks it off to save the game. It was, I mean, talk about the guy's a highlight reel. But my yeah, favorite draft is the. The small school guy from Southern Illinois, Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin is a clone to Hitman Harry. He is exactly, almost exactly. It's like if you took the uniform up, put the uniform on the other guy, you wouldn't know the difference. He's really? so good. He's wow. so good. And and Chin was the only guy, because I grade all the combine, the combine drills, A, B, C, vert, broad, 40-yard dash, bench press. He was the only guy to get straight A's on everything. It's really, he's a man among boys. He shouldn't have been playing that in that division. I don't know why he chose that school. Maybe it was a preference thing, but he needed to be up with the big boys. So until I see him with the big boy, I had to put him, I couldn't put him at number one. I had to put him at number four. But he's my favorite safety in the whole, in the whole draft. And you don't have to spend a first rounder on him, I don't think. The problem with Winfield and these other guys I just mentioned, if you want them, you're going to probably have to take them. There's a lot of uh, former Vikings players. You got JR uh, Reed, you got Thaddeus Moss, you got Antoine Winfield Jr. That's it. I I, I, I would love I would love to see the Vikings take. Hey Chad, have you seen a uh, uh, name on your mock drafts, Kyle Duggar? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, you look, go to his tape to watch him play, and he played for Lenore Ryan, and it's like watching a fucking high school game. There's like bleachers. You know, <laughs> It's weird looking, dude. You're like watching it going, what? Really? But he, yeah, he is really, really good. There's a lot of really good safeties in this class. I love a lot of these players. Brandon Jones from Texas, dynamic player. And then there's another Antoine from Maryland, Antoine Brooks, and then Julian Blackman. We should be able to find a safety, but if you want one of these top guys, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to make it to 58? I I agree with Dave. Is if, if they No, I, I don't think McKinney Winfield... Duggar, probably Chin either will make it 58 um, or or Delpit. Delpit might, but that would be it. Everything, all those, and uh, all those other guys will be gone, I think. 
And and if they do take one of those guys early, I think Davis right. They're going to move Anthony Harris. Mm-hmm. Now, if they do do that, I'm hoping, and we hadn't talked about this, in the first round out of the two picks, I hope they trade down out of one um, and get that second, second rounder. And so hopefully, you know, trade down to 32, pick up a second, an additional second rounder so that you can target and grab one of those guys like Antoine Winfield before he goes off the board. That might but, be the smartest way to play it right there. Trade back a little bit, but keep yourself in range of getting one of yes. those guys. And you're still picking up picks. You know, that that, yeah. that is really, that would be the smart way to play it. So got to have a dance partner, though. Yeah, you got to have a dance partner. See, I'm, and, I'm and sure there'll be one. See, what do we get for Harris, though? What do you get for that guy? What's his, but, what's his pull? Here's the thing. But here's the thing about trading down. I, I, I'd, I'd heard a third, but I, this close to the draft, who knows? I mean, I would well, think they're they hoping for a second, but they should at least get a third because otherwise it proves Spielman's an idiot. Because if they would have let him walk, we'd get a third next year, anyways. You can't choose your safety before now we you get draft zero. That would be a step. That'd be a backward step because teams would know you're trying to move him then. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't get it for him. Exactly. Um. You know the the thing about the thing about trading back that really excites the other 31 GMs either. Um, unless, unless somebody falls. And, and if that's the case, then I would, if I'm the Vikings, you know, maybe Jordan love falls at 22 and, and, and that's, and the, and the Vikings don't want a quarterback and somebody's jonesing for a QB. I mean, I, that's really the only thing I see unfolding and, and that would cause the Vikings to have a viable dance partner to trade back with. Uh, yeah, well, it's always tricky with the safeties. It's always tricky with the safeties because you don't you see a lot of them go early. Usually you see one go in the first round, and then they'll kind of fade away, and then three-quarters of the way through the second round, through There'll the be beginning run. of the third round, you'll, you'll see a few yeah. of them go. That's usually yeah. how it goes. I don't know how it's going to go this year, but these top four or five guys mentioned, I, I think, can get on the field and play week one. So if you're able to snag one of them, um, but without moving Harris, again, we have that we have that topic come up all the time. Do you pass on a left tackle because you have a serviceable one now? Do you pass on a safety because you have two starters now? Are you really are you really looking at 22 and 25 as starters? If you are, then you can't look at these guys. Well, you? you could say the same thing about our next category, which is corner. We have Hill and we have Hughes. And it came out this week, a report that Hughes is 100% healthy, ready to go for OTAs. Even though OTAs are canceled. Um, corner. Obviously a need. Who right. have you got on the board? Who do you think the Vikings A guy that's shooting up my board is, uh, I had number six, Jeff Gladney. But he is going nuts on draft draft boards across America. He is. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but he is, he is shot up. I have him as a second rounder, but he's got going from anywhere from 18 to 30 now. Uh, I have Okuda, who's nobody's going to touch. He's going to go top five to, I don't know, wherever he's going to go. It's going to be top five. He's the best best corner in the draft. He won't be around. C.J. Henderson, you guys know how I feel about him. Hey, hey Drew, what school did Jeffrey Okuda go to? Um, you know what? That's kind of black, <laughs> blacked out on my sheet. <laughs> I can't make it out. It says... It says some team from Ohio. Okay. All right. No, you know what? I, I must say, when I watched his tape, I was like, holy shit, this guy's good. 
I mean, you know, he might he might end up being the best player in this whole draft, dude. His partner in crime, Damon Arnett, on the other side of the field, isn't bad himself. I, I think he's going to be like a second or third. Well, probably not second. I would bet third or fourth rounders when is when Arnett goes. I have Arnett as a second to third rounder, okay. in my number nine corner. After I did, I look at it, Arnett. I, I watch some footage on him and Akuda, and I'm thinking, how the fuck did Michigan even get any passing yardage? <laughs> well, they are. They're both really they're good. good. Really they're good. good. Uh, there's Henderson. I got Okuda, Henderson, Fulton as my top tier, and then it kind of tails off a little bit. Uh, Iggy, Igbowinage, uh, Gladney, AJ Terrell from Clemson, and Trev- Trayvon Diggs. Diggs actually have his four, but we're not drafting Diggs probably. But who do you think will corn- fall to the 22 or 25 position? We need a couple corners, guys, in this draft. And I'm yeah. not saying one good one and a some guy from Baloney State. We need some we need a couple I mean it's it's a pretty good class. There's a lot lot a lot of good class, a lot of good speed in this class at least. Akuda will be gone. I think we all agree with that. Right. Drew, do you see CJ Henderson being around at twenty two? I have I have a ten percent overall chance that he's gonna be there at twenty two. Just for the sake of Dallas lost their main guy. To Miami, Byron Jones, I think his name is, whatever that corner they had, who became the who Miami picked up in free agency. So they lost him. Uh, the Raiders have the worst defense in football. I could see them taking him. Jacksonville's right behind the Raiders. They have the 26th ranked defense. I don't think he could slip by that many teams. Here's here's a question. We we have we've you know we've talked about trading down. Let's say for whatever reason, Jeffrey Akuda. The first 10 teams have picked, and, and Akuda hasn't been selected. And he's sitting there at 11. I'd probably and trade up if he felt eight or six. <laughs> so you trade into the top 10 for a guy like Akuda? He's that, that good. He would take he both first-round draft choices yeah, to would. do that. It would. And, and yeah, then some. That, that's kind of costly to take on a corner, especially if you can get one at 22 that's going to be serviceable. But yeah. Okuda just does the extra things. He does the extra things that make it where you, nobody eventually don't want to throw to his side of the field. That's a shutdown guy, day one. I think he's he's. You know what? You know what's weird about Akuda? He looks like he's not even trying, and he's good. He's like effortless out there. He's really good. And he's got good size. He runs. He runs receivers right out of their routes, right out of the fucking play. He'll run them into the sidelines. He doesn't give a shit. I don't. I just. I. I. I think he's the complete. He and he and Henderson are complete corners. And when you get to Fulton and these other guys, you know, they're not really considered high-grade tacklers. So I think Gladney. I got a strange feeling Gladney might be one of the 22 or 25 if we don't trade. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that as well. I, that's, I think that's – yeah, that's who I think they're going to get. Hey, so who do you like for linebacker? Are they going to pick a linebacker? I wish I wish they would take Zach Bond, but I know I know Patriots probably got an H on for him. Uh. They would have again, like running backs. I think there. I only have one linebacker going before twenty-two, and that's Murray, out of Oklahoma. Dynamic, be really a great player. But there's the guy Zach Bond from Wisconsin, who got twelve and a half sacks off the edge last year. He can play linebacker. He can play like a rover three-four outside linebacker. He can put his hand in in the dirt. And in the later rounds, and they'll use him for special teams and depth. I would normally agree, Dave. But with Dom Capers on staff, I really think the Vikings might be looking at a linebacker, like like to be an edge guy, um, and and do some three four stuff. I 
there's a reason there's a reason Mike Zimmer brought in a three four guy. There there is, and and I would be shocked if the Vikings. I don't think they're going to go away from their their double A gap set that that Zimmer's run forever or variations of that. But I think he's going to throw some three four wrinkles in, and I don't be surprised if he takes a linebacker in the maybe third or fourth round, like uh. Uh, like a guy that I think would be good, an outside edge rush linebacker, Akeem Davis Gaither, Appalachian State. See, I have him. <clears throat> I have him as number four overall. Oh, do you and really? He, and he could easily be right up there with Patrick Queen at number two. He's a great linebacker. He's a ta- he's one of those. They call him, for lack of a better, without sounding like a weird word, he's like a sticky linebacker, dude. When he gets on people, they can't, they can't, the ball carriers can't get rid of him. He's a great football player. I would be happy with Gaither. If the Vikings took Zach Bond, because I've watched so much tape on him, if they took him or Gaither at 22, everybody would freak out in the Twitter world. I personally would be happy because I know what Zach Bond can bring you on your team. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to a linebacker at 20. It just doesn't get talked about because there's so many other positions, it seems like. But Gaither, there's a guy named Casey Tuhill that played played for Stanford last year. Keep an eye on that guy. Casey Tuhill. Easy name to remember. He is going to be a really good – him and there's a guy named Bryce Huff who played for you know Memphis. Didn't have that good a competition. But Bryce Huff and Tuhill are two really good linebackers. There's a lot of – you know, I split up my linebackers also. I do inside and outside. So I have a list of 30. A lot of these draft sites just do linebackers. And they'll, they'll put yeah. all the inside and the outside guys together. Mine are split up. Well, how about Malik Harrison for an inside linebacker if you can get him later? Yeah, I, I, I'd I like it. I, I, and the thing about Malik Harrison, he played – he he was primarily an inside guy, but he played a lot of outside stuff too. They, they kind of moved him – in multiple he's, spots uh, on 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 the line on the you know on the second level, he's very versatile. And what I like about Malik Harrison, he gets off blocks. I don't like linebackers who get stuck on blockers and they get washed out of the play. Harrison has a way of shedding them and getting through them. Uh, and I, I do like that. That the him and the Evan Weaver from Cal tackling machine. I think he had 170 tackles last year. <laughs> okay. There is. Uh, Chances are we won't take one at 22 or 25, but any of the guys guys that you just mentioned, I would be, I, I would be okay with it. I mean, well, if 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 we're going to a three-four instead of a four-three, and we have a rushing linebacker, that's going to make our traditional edge rushers. Obviously, one of them becomes a linebacker type guy. We're going to need that defensive, what we normally call three technique. Actually, he's not a three technique in a three-four. But do you see a defensive tackle being picked that high? My defensive tackle list. I got six guys that are that could go in the first round. I mean, there won't be, but they're that good. It's that the top half of the defensive tackle group is loaded. Derek Brown, Kinlaw, Gallimore, Blacklock, uh, Matabuike. All the way down to Marlon Davidson or Raquan Davis, who's seventh on my list. Those are seven guys that can go. That's seven guys I think that almost have first round talent. How good are they? Are they at generating pass pressures? Because I think that's what the Vikings will be looking for: somebody that can generate pressure from the inside. Well, I was going to ask you guys: the signing of, of Pierce from the Ravens does that play into anything to do with the drafting of an interior defensive lineman? Do you think they 
Do you think they got they signed him? You know, at the end of free agency, there very they good still, player. Yeah, they still need a three technique guy though. I mean, if there's a three technique dude that falls, I, I would. Th- I I don't. Kinlaw would be another guy if he got to eleven. I'd draft. I'd trade up for. Well, I see Kinlaw a lot, but Pierce is a pure nose tackle type, like Linval. You know, you know who yeah. they could probably get in like the fourth or fifth round. Who I really like. Who answers your question? There's a guy named James Lynch who played for Baylor. That dude is totally under under the radar. That guy is awesome. I really loved his tape. I wish I could have ranked him higher than 14th. Um, there are some, you know, he does have some flaws, but a, a guy that can really rush the passer. Marlon Davis is from Auburn might be a guy that slides to 58. You might be able to get your hands on, but okay. A lot of these guys, Gallimore, Kinlaw, Brown, Blacklock. I mean, there's there's all first round guys. I don't know. I think I don't know. Well, I, see, have the, I have the same question to ask you guys though. I mean, how much of an importance is defensive tackle on the Vikings list? Here's my thing. If if somebody falls, I think it'll be one of the guys from this group of players. I think it'll be an interior defensive lineman. And and if and if that happens, good point. Don't be surprised if if a guy like AJ Epenza, Epineza, I, I, the, Epineza, Epidural, Epidural, Epidural. Um, uh, I, I don't think Derek Brown will fall. Javon Kinlaw could. Brown. Um, no way, Brown falls. No, I no. I think Javon Kinlock could fall. Epineza could. Um, Epineza is a defensive end, but still, he's you know I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. he could. yeah, that, that guy. The one I'm looking at has him as a defensive tackle. So my bad. Oh really? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Um, I thought he was a defensive end. Yeah, maybe I, he could. I don't know. I, so if, if the Vikings go, if they truly go like best player available. It would be because I think one of these guys falls, and and they and then they think, well, all right, this guy fell, uh, and we can and we can get either a corner or a wideout or whatever at twenty five. I don't know. We'll see. Could totally see that happening because they're they're also talented. I mean, yeah. I mean, I keep the, whenever I look at my defensive tackle list, I look uh, Raquan Davis from Alabama. Mm-hmm. That guy's really good, and if he's only seventh on my list, I mean, that means it's fat. It's a fat list. Well, you know, not only that, and there's there's so much talent at you know on the offensive line, and you got a couple quarterbacks that people want, and and cornerbacks, and and wide receivers. I just I think those are going to be more valued in this draft than because defensive line, not not edge guys like like Chase Young and Yetter Gross Mattis. I I don't think those guys have been kind of overlooked, but but like defensive tackles really haven't been talked about. As a group, a whole lot. I, they they haven't been panned like interior offensive linemen, but but they're kind of. I think some of these guys have been just overlooked because of the the amount and and depth of talent, or the quality and the depth of talent at other positions like wide receiver. No, so I, 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 I that's sense. just kind of my 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 working theory for round one on Thursday. Well, isn't that how we got Sheree Floyd too? Yeah, I remember. It is. Was it Floyd yeah. was like top ten player, top five? Was, well, yeah, yeah, five and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as it's yeah. dropping, I'm looking at Ruby. I'm going now. If we take that guy, I think we got him at twenty five or something. I mean, I, yeah, it was way down. Defensive tackle in the same sense that you said he dropped, and he did. Uh, I have a Buckeye at number ten. That's your trivia for the night. Who's my Buckeye at number ten? Who's an interior defensive lineman who's going to be drafted between rounds three and four? Uh, it would have to be, 
It has to be Devon Hamilton. He is my number 10. Um, I got trivia for you, Drew. Oh. Out of all the Vikings drafts, in the first round, what positions have the Vikings drafted the most? What number? Not player number, but what position? I'm going to say defensive tackle? No, 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 no. Not a position. What what spot in the draft? Oh, what oh, number? number in the first round? Mm-hmm. Throughout their uh, history. Uh, 17. I'm going to throw it out there. They've always been middle of the road. Ted, you got a clue? I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say nineteen. So I'll, that'll be my, that'll be my. Ted's be closer. My Believe it or not, it's number twenty-five. Really? Yep. The Vikings have drafted at number twenty-five more than any other team in their history of the, since their history of the Vikings. Twenty-five. That's good knowledge. Dave threw out some good trivia knowledge there, but that moves us. When you mentioned uh, Gross Matos, that, that kind of made me think, all right, there's another topic we haven't touched on. Griffin's gone. Do we have the guy in the roster who's going to be the starting defensive end? Or is that a possibility at 22 or 25? It's a possibility. Have... Yeah, I think it is. You I have mean, Ogu- you got Fede Odetipo. He's, he's, I would imagine he's going to go into camp as your as your Pencil in as starter. the starter. Yeah. Um, but... But after that, you you got. I mean, Weatherly's gone, so you, at at a minimum, you got to get a guy. I would think mid round for depth. And and do you do you think Adenabo is a guy that can handle a starter job? I mean, he looked good in in a relief role as a rotational guy. But but is is he a guy that can? Lot, be a lot different if you're out there playing every week, though. Yeah, exactly. I don't I know. Mean, this isn't a very overly strong defensive end group in this class this year. At least that's I don't I don't right. see it as it's, it's, it's weak it's, like the interior offensive line. Right. I mean, it I, seems like there's a few there's a few blue chippers. If you want to get a guy late, I would definitely um, be going after Curtis Weaver from Boise State. You know, Boise State has a lot of players on my boards, which is what, strange. What, what do you think about Khalid Kareem, that dude out of Notre Dame? I like him. Yeah, I like him. I have him as 13 on my list, but between four and five, I think I dra- I think I listed him too low though because he is, I lo- he's a really good football player and he's like another guy that slips the tackles and, and and good dip, good movement, and he's all over the field for Notre Dame. He's a very I like him. I, I mean, I, the, the, I, for me, and this is just this is this is, this is just Ted's wildly uneducated opinion, but. I think you've got Chase Young, you've got uh, Chase on the dude from LSU, Gross Mattis from Penn State. Uh, I'd throw Josh Uchi in there from Michigan, and Terrell Lewis is kind of like those. Those are your first or second round guys, and after that, I, I just think that the quality of dudes isn't as good as those four or five guys. And and so if they don't get one of those guys. I don't see them getting a, an edge dude in the in the second round. I would think maybe the fourth round, but that's just me. That's I a thousand percent agree on that. I actually have two Notre Dame defensive ends. My number five guy is Aquara from Notre Dame. I think both him and uh, Khalid Kareem. Notre Dame D lineman, man, they always play well at the next level. So. I mean, it's a weak class, but if you there's going to be some gems found in it. That's for sure. There's going to be some guys found. It just depends on you. If you are we going to go twenty two or twenty five? If they think Odenabo's the guy, then you're not going to draft a guy that high that's going to sit no. on the bench. No, I don't think so either. 
So I guess it comes down to that. Okay. We've covered both sides Everything. of the ball. <laughs> yeah. Who are the Vikings selecting at 22? Ted? Fullback. Fullback. <sighs> blocking tight yeah, ends. With, with, with Kirk Cousins' interview, I'm pretty sure they're going blocking tight end and fullback. Um, I already know Ted's answer. I know Ted's answer before I'm reading his mind right now, baby. I, 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 I think they're going to go cornerback. And I think the guy that's going to be available that, and Drew, you've mentioned it, I think it's going to be Jeff Gladney. I, that, if they stay at 22, I think they're going to go corner, and I think it's going to be Jeff Gladney. And uh, unless somebody somebody completely unexpectedly drops, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, you have to kind of say that before you ask that question, because somebody somebody with a big name starts dropping, he's yeah. going to override any kind of corner they Or there's... Take. Yeah, or you get a bunch to drop, and you have a variety to choose from at twenty-two. You just might wait till twenty-five. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see totally see Gladney being the choice at twenty-two. Drew, who do you think they're picking at twenty-two? Well, first off, I think they're going to take at twenty-two, and I think they're going to trade out at twenty-five. I do. I, I think the oh, idea. You- Oh, I was going to say that, but yeah, I agree. I the idea agree. Dave had earlier about trading back and still picking up a guy like Winfield at 32 or something, 34, mm-hmm. that's that would be a really smart thing to do. But that doesn't have anything to do with pick 22, and that's what you asked about. I kind of think they're going to go corner also. I, I, I'm not sure if they like Fulton out of LSU because he doesn't want to tackle, and I know Zimmer likes tackling corners, so I think that, that, might, have, that might be the X card for him. Um, if I had to pick a corner, it would probably be uh, Gladly. They, they, it's really a tough call. Probably Fulton is how I would go. Or I would go, I think they really, I think they do want a defensive end. And I think Gross Matos may be, I'd have to put him in there. Those would be one of the two guys okay. that I think would, would be a selection at that point. But I'll, I'll go contrary and say Kubiak's the one leading this charge. And we go offense, which means Ooh. wide receiver. Who? Which one? Uh, give me one. Shoot one out here. Gosh. Here, I'll give you the top names, David. You can pick us one. Okay. You're not leaving the show till you pick a name. CeeDee Lamb, Jerry won't Judy, LaVisca Chenault, Justin Jefferson, or Henry Ruggs. Those are my top five. Jefferson drops. Well, Jefferson's going to be there, I think, at 22. I don't think he's going to drop. I, don't think, I think you can get yeah, him without. He'll get there. That's a really good. That would be very interesting. That's Justin. That's a. He's that's got a good, good hands. Pick. That's a good out of the box pick there. Well, we got to do something for the show. And as the guys freeze up again because internet issues in Denver. Thank like about you. Justin Jefferson. This is what's cool about Justin Jefferson. Real quick, Justin Jefferson is one of the most poised guy running a route you'll ever see. The guy never panics about. And he's anything. got good hands. I like the receivers. The. Whoever panics ends up like Troy Williamson, bobbling all that shit. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, it's no stress. And I think a lot of that has to come with Burrow, playing with Burrow. Um, Could be. He is a very, very good receiver, and I would be happy with Dave's pick. going to be live on Thursday night. Last words, Ted, Drew. Get those stories ready, Ted. All right. Get those stories ready. I want to Stock the beer. Most beer will deliver, by the way. Uh, I, I want to add, throw it out there. The stories have no rules either. I don't I, want it. There's no rules. There's no remind me, I, put, I put this one on Twitter earlier this week. Remind me to tell you my Bermuda Triangle story. 
Well, that should be a good one. And Drew has and one got, of mine got, he wants to tell. I want, <laughs> and I got one about yeah. Jesus. Which one is that about you? Um, you said save my, it for the draft show. I got my Who story I want to tell, my Who concert story from 84, <laughs> which Darren, Darren's been asking about, but I'm going to go live with it. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing this show. This is going to be a crazy draft because the the talent is going to spread down past the first round, and guys, are, there's going to be some great talent going off the board in the second round. It's going to yeah. be a great first round, guys. And it will but be look- fun here with us. And Christopher Who's Gates. Now? Who's going to be on the show? Give me some names. Well, it's us and Christopher Gates that are going to be hosting. We hope to have a few guests pop in and out during the evening. Uh, we're firming that up. Some from the Climbing the Pocket Network and some from the group. One from way up north in Yellowknife, Canada, hopefully. Well, it's always good that, you know, if you don't have a guy from Yellowknife, Canada on your show, you're really lacking. <laughs> hey. We're going to be far more entertaining than the ESPN Zoom feed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I really I really loved you guys' takes on the draft tonight. You guys have a lot of great ideas. It's really cool to talk football with you guys. Last yeah, word, Drew. Let's see what happens. My last word is I'm going to give a shout-out to a corner who's ranked last on my corner board who the Vikings are going to take, and you're going to mark my words. You're going to play this tape back. His name is Amik Robertson. He plays for Louisiana Tech, and the guy is going to be a shutdown corner in the NFL. I love him. Cool. Amik Robertson. Ted. That name. Uh, looking forward to Thursday. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys then. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long night, but it's going to be a fun night. Uche, Have- baby. Josh Uche. <laughs> I just started a mock draft, and I just took J.K. Dobbins in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> Skull. <laughs> Skull, everybody. We'll see you Thursday night. It's draft week. Now, Viking Kyle.